Howdy hey, it's me, Fran, from Rhapsody. I'm a part of the Hopewell Valley Student Podcasting Network. Every podcast in this network is written, recorded, and edited by people like me, Hopewell Valley students. The views and opinions, opinions expressed in these shows are mine alone, uh, not expressly Hopewell Valley's. So, don't try to cancel my school, please. I beg of you. If you want to see more stuff like this, uh, you can go to hvsbn.com for what other people have done. But if you want more, want to see more, I also made a, uh, a different episode. Uh, I was talking about another song called Cool Patrol. If you want to check that out, I'd be grateful. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm going to do this episode's about a, this episode of cross-examination is about Kabuki Girl specifically a deep dive into that song and like what makes and punk as a whole i will talk about i I will obviously talk about other songs but i wanted to start this off by like introducing people to punk because it is not as people think punk and people think pop punk but there's a difference between there's a lot of different types of punks and i wanted to showcase some of them playing the songs or listening to them i do love punk but what separates punk music from metal, rock, ska, whatever. And honestly, there are things called ska punk, metal punk. It's, it, there are so many layers to punk. It's such an interesting topic. But uh, One of the songs I'm going to be using to showcase this once again is Kabuki Girl by The Descendants. I'm biased. Deal with it. <laughs> Uh, Kabuki Girl is one of the lesser-known songs on their second album, Milo Goes to College. You may know things like Hope and uh, maybe, maybe M16, because those were uh, those were fame, those were pretty like big. Uh, but yeah, th- this album practically put them on the map, making it super influential for the time. It's known, it's uh, rumored, but also I'm pretty sure just confirmed by Green Day that Green Day took a lot of inspiration from Descendants. Uh, so, I'm sh- I'm hoping you guys know who, know Green Day, <laughs> I, sw- I hope. The band consists of Milo Ackerman, Tony Lombrado, Frank Nevada, and Bill Stevenson. This is like the time ta- at the time. This is what the band consisted of. I'm, I'm, it's changed and fluctuated. Milo, Milo, and Bill Stevenson are pretty much uh, constants, though. There's not much to instrument instrumentalization in this song. Uh, you got the vocalist on vocals being Milo, obviously, but he also plays some guitar. Tony Lombrado on some, gu- on some guitar. Frank Nevada on the bass, and Bill Stevenson on drums. Bill Stevenson is one of my favorite and one of, my, one of the best drummers, in my opinion, especially performance-wise. And same thing for Milo. Milo's a great singer, he has a good voice. His voice blends well with the music he's, he's singing. And he's just a really good performer. He knows how to perform two people, which sometimes I feel like it's not known. Unlike unlike most songs, the guitar here is primarily rhythm. The entirety of the song is in the C sharp minor, and and the guitar here ain't ain't the main melody, as a lot of people, or at least like a secondary melody that a lot of people come to expect, expect. The vocals here take center stage immediately, it is the most iconic and well-known part of this song. Uh, a lot of the time, you can hear like his voice having some echo, some some effects, which is a, which gives him like kind of like 
almost like there's three people singing three different notes singing at the same time. It's very interesting. It's basically just a triad, which makes it even more prominent. But the guitar itself, like it, sometimes plays into the uh, the vocal melody, but other it just usually is used as a signal and like a and like a backbone. Uh, but that in th that entire will will they won't they kind of scenario kind of gives enough inconsistency to make the song interesting and not repetitive. So, as I was just talking about rhythm guitar, uh, rhythm guitar th this rhythm rhythm guitar is very prominent in punk. A lot of the times you will hear just vocals, a riff, uh, kind of a little bit of a riff from the guitar and loud loud drums and if you're lucky some bass. Um, it does serve a dual purpose of mainly being rhythmic, but it also has its melodic parts of it that help like further the song along, signal the vocals and whatnot. And one of the main uh, chords here that you would see is a C flat chord, or if you're playing a guitar, a guitar it'd be a 6-6-4. Six, six, and then you wouldn't uh, the, the, yeah, again, this rhythm guitar gives gives its backbone for the drums to solidify and also play off of it. So, a lot of a lot of punk songs will talk about politics and like serious problems in life and everything. A lot of songs also don't do that. <laughs> Most punk songs do derive about something from, from the creator's life, in this case being Milo, but like, it, it sometimes it's just nothingness or silliness, uh, a little bit of tomfoolery, if you will. Uh, yeah, Milo likes a, it had liked Asian women. What, were you waiting for more explanation? Because there really isn't. <laughs> That's just the song. That's what it's supposed to be. If you want some proof, I'll play some lyrics right here. Yeah, so if you didn't know what kabuki kabuki means, which I don't really blame you, kabuki is a kabuki a kabuki girl is a female actor from a very traditional old uh, form of Jap Japanese drama and like theater. It has a lot of highly stylized songs, mime, dance. Nowadays, you can see parts of it still, but it it's not just women. Now men are there, male actors. They use a lot of exaggerated gestures and body movements to express emotion. And what they did was like historical plays, domestic dramas, dance pieces, stuff like that. If you're looking for the direct translation from English to Japanese of what kabuki means, it, it literally means bizarre. So, Milo just like Asian woman who are a little bit quirky, a little, a little bit out there, you would say. And you can you can find another lyric that supports this here. That's literally it. So the form of the song is not rocket science. It's fairly normal. It's fairly normally constructed, uh, despite it being literally just a minute long. It goes through two repeats of the verse and chorus, then a bridge, then the verse and chorus repeat once more, uh, and then it just ends. <laughs> Something interesting about the structure of the song, it's his use of pickups before every, almost every chorus. Pretty much every chorus. 
So, which gives, which uh, the entirety of the song is in 4-4 time signature, but the the pickups are in 2-4. Giving, giving it enough, like, inconsistency, like, oh, this is a little bit long, like, when you're listening to it, like, oh, this is a little bit longer than it should, than it feels, but it doesn't detract from the actual song because it's, it stays in the duple feeling, which I, which is genius in my opinion. It's very, very smart. I like it. <laughs> but yeah, punk, punk in general has two sides of it, and this is one of them. I will talk more about other punk songs, uh, just so I can introduce more new songs to you guys. Um, next episode's going to be about, uh, something no one expected from me, but, you know, it's, it'll be fun. It'll be a little secret. Ooh. Once again, uh, if you want to check me out, uh, go to go to that website I said at the beginning. Uh, and or if, if at the point that I that you see this, I have the YouTube, then go to that. It'll probably be it will probably be be under all things con all things considered. So yeah, go check that out. Go check the other people out. They're pretty good. But I know your favorite's me. Don't worry, it's okay. I get it. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, that's about it for me. I'll see you.